0: Relativity. 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 This is Lee Shackelford, creator of Relativity, and we are in pre-production for the next 10 episodes of the series. It occurred to me that while you're waiting for those episodes to come your way that I'd like to send you some other things, give you some other content, even if it's not part of the story. So I started wondering, wouldn't it be great to interview some fans of the show, especially if they are content creators themselves. So for the very first one, I wanted to reach out to David S. Deer, who has been such a terrific cheerleader of the show and is himself the creator of a Ninth World Journal, among other things. So I've got him on the line with me. David, are you there? I am. Yes. Fantastic. Do, do people call you David? Do we call you Dave? What do we call you? David.
1: David works.
0: I can't call you dear because I hardly know you.
1: So <laughs> you can get away with that with my last name. That's you've,
0: you've never heard that joke before either. Have <laughs> you? Yeah.
1: I always like it. Cause I wouldn't <laughs> trade my last name for anything. You know,
0: that's great. It is, it does, it does predispose people to like you perhaps. To say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, nice? I have to ride that. I have to get every advantage I can, I suppose. <laughs> so I'll take this one if I can take get it. That one.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I, in my theory is that we're going to talk about relativity a lot, but uh, what's the quick pitch for a ninth world journal? How, how would you, what, what should we say about it?
1: It is an audio drama set a billion years in the future. And it's about a man who played with some technology that was supposed to enable him to teleport. It went sideways. And now he, he does teleport, but not intentionally. Yeah.
0: Which is a great way of getting into the story. It's funny, I, I've been, I've been uh, wanting to tell you this for a while, but when I was ooh, in middle school, I guess, I decided I, 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 what I really wanted to be was a comic book artist, comic book writer, Oh, and that was, you know, I was, well, I guess I've never really given that up, but I decided to sit down and write uh, a comic book, and my hero... Was a guy who has built a teleportation machine, and he loses control of it, and it takes him places that he doesn't want to go. Really? Yeah, wow. I, I I still have the comic, and uh, I look at it every now and then and think, "Wow, is this stupid?" But <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the basic idea of getting into the story by having a machine that is supposed to take you someplace and it doesn't take you there, you know, Um, that clearly was brilliant because it really works in a ninth world journal. Um, Oh,
1: good, good.
0: Now in ninth world journal, some of the world building is, is done. I don't want to say done for you, but there's some backstory about, about this, right. About Numenera and.
1: Yes, that's, that's true. That actually a lot of the world is built it's based on the role-playing game, the tabletop role-playing game Numenera, which is uh, uh, from Monty Cook Games. They're the ones who created this game. And a lot of this is from the source book, the main book, where these most of the settings and the names of the places that you hear about are actually taken from the book. And they, of course, use them as kind of story seeds and story ideas, which I've done. I've taken those seeds and kind of shaped little bits and pieces of the world that, that he travels around in. Mm-hmm. So that's true. You're right. It actually kind of a lot of it is kind of pre-staged in a way.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's not writing your story for you any more than you could make a movie based on the encyclopedia. Uh, right. Exactly. Have, yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> I'm just looking at your reviews online here. So for, for people who haven't already looked it up, uh, you'll see Love, Love, Love <laughs> and mm-hmm. An Incredibly yeah. Rich World Dramatized and our friend Rock says, made me feel like a kid again. And on and on the the five star reviews go. So well, I, I appreciate
1: <laughs> you sharing that. That's very that, that's very kind. I really do appreciate that very, very much.
0: I, I love that we're fans of each other's shows. It's certainly it, it's awkward to talk to people whose shows I haven't listened to.
1: <laughs> you know, you can talk to me about it. I've listened to the whole thing twice through, so twice? Yes. Yes. You, and it won't it won't be the it won't be the last time that was. Some
0: so. kind of nut.
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> I've been told that before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's you know, there's just there's so many little pieces and bits that I really wanted to kind of pull out of that story that I wanted to listen to it a second time around, and and you do get those little tiny bits and pieces. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's just as good, if not if not better, the second time around.
0: I would wonder about that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've listened to it all twice, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> no you know as somebody who does this we've listened to it a thousand times yeah in, in tiny bits of shrapnel that we
1: exactly in that it. really rough form as but, it yeah. were you know
0: but um oh yeah and since, since we're gonna talk about plot points i should go ahead and sound my spoiler warning here spoilers 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 spoilers, spoilers. 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 Here we go. Spoilers. The, the other thing Spoilers. I, I wanted to, to make sure that I said up front is that I'm, I'm hoping to make this a series of interviews with the other, with with fans of the show and other podcast creators, and uh, and with maybe with some speculation about what's going to happen in these next ten episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought maybe I should go ahead and say I've already plotted these next ten episodes. So if somebody tosses out a great idea in these discussions. Um, that is actually something that I'm already planning to do. I don't know what I'm going to do about that.
1: Oh. <laughs> should I, yeah. should
0: I just say, but I also don't want people to think of stealing their ideas no matter how, <laughs> how brilliant, but, I, but the only way I can think to mitigate this, at least as far as we're concerned is to refuse to tell anybody if they're on the right track or not, if they speculate about things. But anyway. So the eventual surprise remains intact, but, but there's that anyway. But I do and know then again, I there
1: going. there could be also be the left field ones where you have to cut a mask going wait a minute. How far I, off were they on that?
0: Yeah. It's it's fun. I I do have uh, friends here in town that I I see on a you know regular basis and and they're they they are listeners to the show and uh every now and then one of them will come to me and say, "I think I got it. I know what's happening." And they'll tell me and I'll say, "Hmm." <laughs> All I can do is go, "Hmm." Cause they are so far, they're wrong. They're so wrong. There's so...
1: <laughs> well, but okay. Here's my thing about that is that as I, I have some ideas of where I, what I think uh, the story might be doing or what Lee Shekelford might be doing. Yeah. But as, as you're a screenwriter, I feel like you kind of want to be one step ahead of us. You want to tell a story that's going to keep us surprised. So I'm kind of expecting I might be wrong and kind mm. of, Hoping I might be wrong in a way. If I'm right, I'll kind of be shocked because I I, <laughs> I, I think that you'll uh, I, I think you're going to one up us, you know, in a really really delightful way. I mean, that's that's just the magic of storytelling, the beauty of storytelling. To be surprised. Yeah.
0: I, I, I now that you say that, I I, I think it, isn't that what we always expect from our best storytelling? Is that if we start thinking I know where this is going and we're right that i think sometimes we're we're disappointed mm. we're like wow i really wanted this uh this screenwriter or this playwright or whatever to to pull a rabbit out of their hat and they just kind of exactly. didn't
1: <laughs> well but, but i'm going to say this as a caveat in the event that i do say something that actually might be something you figured <laughs> out i'm going to chalk it up to the great minds you know absolutely uh, axiom. <laughs> well
0: and you've got a big you've got a master plan for Ninth World Journal too, right? You you am I do, do I remember you saying this before that you've got an endpoint in mind?
1: Uh I had like several different endpoints in mind. Yeah. That I haven't really set on anything yet. Um I'm kind of but everything in between is still kind of blank slate, blank canvas. So I'm gonna let the story kind of steer its way through and then see which final destination it takes me to out of the handful that I have kind of yeah sketched in my head
0: yeah no, I, I love that i i was um I remember being on a writer's panel many, many years ago um with um a noted um, novelist, and it was just me and him, and a, a question from the audience was, um, Do you have to know the end of your story before you can start writing? And the novelist and I both answered at the same time, and I said yes, and he said no
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So,
0: so we, we had to say to the person who asked, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're both right. But, but I think it sounds like you and I are doing the same thing because the this last episode, as I'm planning it for relativity, is the is I would say 85% what I intended when I sat down to write episode one. But as things have gone along the way, little things have changed that have made me really... I, I realized that I'm really glad that it's taken me three years to do this whole series because that's given me a lot of time to rethink stuff. Right. Um,
1: yeah. And yeah. having that luxury is a, is a beautiful thing to have.
0: Yes. Now, now we had a long hiatus between our seasons two and three or three and four rather. And, um, I, I found that kind of embarrassing and I, I was afraid that a lot of, uh, a lot of people would fall away and be lost in the desert as I wandered around. But um, I don't know. They seem to have stuck with me. So,
1: well, I think with a story like this one, (laughs) you, you've got to see it to the end. It's not one where in any point in this series, in the story, did I feel like, Oh, I could bail out here. You just can't, you can't, you've got to figure out where this is going to go. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I love a cliffhanger. I, I, Mm -hmm. if, if that's, um, so that's certainly been my approach was to always make sure that the the episode ends on some kind of a tune in next time.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely has you go. I mean, and there'll be a just specific line you ended on where I'll be like, Hey, wait, what, what, what? Oh? <laughs> I had the luxury of coming in a little bit later. So I got to binge it part of the way through. And then as I mm. kind of got closer to your current point, then I had to start waiting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remember you saying that, uh, time back when I thought, I wonder what it'd be like to listen to those first, God, what, 20 episodes as a binge? I don't know, something like that. Yeah, it's, that well, it, and it's
1: least... easy to do. It, it it flows really nicely as a binge. Not not all shows do that necessarily. Mm. So this one this one definitely did.
0: Both of our shows, our, our episodes tend to be about 10, 15 minutes long, right? So right. it makes them, I think it makes them digestible. Mm-hmm.
1: And I will say this, uh, when I listened to it the second time through, it didn't feel like, uh, it, it didn't feel like, wait, wait a minute. Because you, could you imagine watching a television show in 10 minutes and mm. and you're saying, well, okay, the commercial chewed up like a third of that. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it it didn't feel like, oh, wait a minute, it's over already. It didn't feel like that. You're in the story, you're engrossed in the story. And those 10 minutes has so much in it as far as content and uh exchange and dialogue and dynamics that it doesn't feel like it like you know came and went in the blink of an eye that's great but it still yeah. is that nice digestible chunk like you said
0: yeah i guess i've got to figure out a way to ask this if i'm going to uh, interview people and uh, talk about relativity but um i don't like the sound of tell me what you like about it but uh tell me what you like about it
1: okay <laughs> Oh, that's easy for me.
0: There, <laughs> help me help me come up with a better way of asking that too.
1: <laughs> well, you could use the word "dig." Tell me what you dig. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you dig about this? <laughs> uh, it, it's a, it's an easy it's an easy answer for me because it's not just one answer. There are, I think, the characterization is great. I love the contrast of the characterization uh, between Christopher and Sophia. Because Christopher is this kind of wears his heart on his sleeve, kind of, you know, joking half the time. And and he seems like the kind of guy that he, the more stress he is, the more he's going to joke. And uh, I get that. And yep. she's just very much, let's just play this by the book. I'm going to keep everything close to my to the vest. And I don't want to give away too much of my personal self because it it's a, leaves me vulnerable and I do not like to be vulnerable. And that contrast actually I think helps make a good carrier or vehicle for everything else that's going on because you you find their humanity in this and the stakes anytime the humanity is more present in your characters then the stakes become higher and that's the mm-hmm. case for these two so there's that aspect there's the sci-fi aspect that I love I love the idea of just relativity the the weight that the name of the show carries and threads throughout the uh, the the series, uh, the episodes, and there's that mystery that's just constantly underlying things. And so when you un when you peel back one mystery and kind of see a little bit more of what's going on, it just creates another mystery behind that. It's like you know what they say: when the more questions you get answered, the more mm-hmm. questions you end up uh, unveiling. So. Th- Those are, those are a lot of the things I like about it. It's just, it's a very well-told story and the arc is, I don't ever feel like I'm like hit out of left field, but I'm always surprised.
0: Mm, Oh, that's wonderful. that makes sense. Yes, it does. And I I really, I really struggle with things like that because sometimes I feel like, um, well, if I want to keep people surprised, I could do this. No, that's just, that's just inane. Don't, (laughs) you don't need to come up with a surprise for surprises sake. Let's, let's do something (laughs) that actually makes some sense, but. No, well, that's 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 very gratifying because it's it's what you're telling me is that all the things I have tried to do are working. That's, oh, they must I mean,
1: be. If the, if those are the things you tried to do, they mm. it's it's one of the reasons it's it's one of my favorite shows and and why I'm so enraptured in it. And you do so with such a small cast too. And I mean, I I love shows with big casts, mm-hmm. but you know, it takes it takes a kind of a nice delicate art to really make it work. With, with a pretty small because you have a, essentially four four core characters with mm-hmm. some some that kind of show up here and there right. um, I guess and you you could call the AI a character I suppose but uh... <laughs> several people tell me she's their favorite character and I, oh really yes I'm never quite sure how to <laughs> <laughs> I think she's kind of like a almost like a foil for Christopher in a way oh yes yeah. and I'll
0: tell you it just um I was talking with somebody about this the other day. That is, um, She's generated by Amazon Polly. Oh, really? And um, one of the the voices you can choose is this British girl, this little girl. And as soon as I heard that, I said, oh, that's great. I would love it if she had this little girl voice. And I swear to God, I'm not doing this uh, in editing. But when you just give her some dialogue to read and she reads the dialogue, it has this little flip tone to it, this kind of sass yes yeah <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not doing that that's just the AI. She, oh interesting my friend kyle jones was the first to point this out that she pauses would i give her the word doctor as a as an interjection she always pauses a little bit for it before oh. she says it so it's <laughs> like I, i'm not sure i can do that doctor
1: <laughs> perfect i love it it's just, i love it
0: um yeah, I've been talking with some of the other uh, uh, audio fiction creators on um, Discord and on Twitter, and uh, we're, we're comparing notes about how many of us have annoying AI characters in our shows. That apparently we feel like that's a that's something that <laughs> that's what a ninth world journal needs is an annoying AI character.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. How would I make that work? I'd have to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be in his helmet or something. But... Oh, right.
0: <laughs> but. <clears throat> But yeah, you talked about the the size of the cast. Uh, really, my my idea for, at the beginning was this should be basically a phone call. It's going to be about Christopher and Sophia uh, talking as all of these things happen. And pretty quickly, I found that uh, I ran out of ways to do that. I, I thought I'd better bring in some other characters here. <laughs> for if nothing else, I, I thought that it might be fatiguing to the audience just to listen to our voices constantly. But I say that to somebody whose, whose fiction podcast is just one voice and it works.
1: I got to say though, I understand where you're coming from. Cause I'm not really sure how long or sustainable it is. So I understand why you did that. I, and I've asked myself, I said, um, because it happened organically too. I didn't all of a sudden feel like, oh, these two just showed up or these people just showed up. It didn't feel like that. And, mm-hmm. but I did kind of the oh, second good. time listening to it, I went back and I said, it, can I see kind of where this happened and then would it have changed anything without them? It, it expanded the story, which was nice. Um, but, uh, I don't know that it would have been tiring for the listeners. And you know, of course you can't, it's hard to say, you know, cause it's only hindsight that we're working with.
0: Yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you and I are both, um, uh, at least, um, online friends with the, the creator of uh, Moonbase Theta Out, another show that I very much admire, and to begin with, that's been one voice. And yes. uh, from what I'm understanding of, uh, of his writing, the next season's going to have a whole host of characters. Yes, <laughs> so he, he's going to open the gates and let all the animals loose. So, <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, and I did, I did get a glimpse of something that he had created with, um, with kind of the dialogue uh, between characters. I don't know if he's using that format in the rest of. Uh, throughout the whole season but it's kind of an interesting flip and i do wonder how audiences i would be curious to how the rest of uh, your listeners responded to the introduction of the other characters mm-hmm. and i it just is kind of like okay is this going to be a harbinger if, if i do something like that and <laughs> i would be for dj yeah. who the creator of Moonbase uh theta out but I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be great. Cause he's doing that unique kind of going back and telling, retelling the story with the other characters from their perspectives. Yes. So I do think it's going to work really well in his case. And it, you know, it was very seamless in yours. So it, it's kind of a, it's a risk you take. I suppose so. It, it feels calculated, but yeah,
0: I, and you know, um, at least, where uh, it were one character's concerned. That was, uh, that was like a Christmas present. I, uh, I love uh, my Sophia Elena Jordan. I love her so much, and uh, I, I asked her uh, at the end of one year. I said, "What can I do for you? What would you like to see happen that would make Sophia fun for you?" And she said, "She's always at work, and I know that's part of her character. But wouldn't it be great if she could go home? Mm. What, what's 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 her life like at home?" And and that's where her mother came from is just entirely from that, that question, that observation. She said, do this for me.
1: (laughs) I, I, the introduction of the mother was, was really, really well done. It really, I personally felt like it, it, it it lends a lot of uh, kind of, okay, now I get it to who Sophia is. It really Mm kind of helps you see that because she's so guarded with it, with Christopher and to a lesser extent with, um, Oh, what's the, the engineer's name, Marcus, Marcus. Thank you. With Marcus. She's also, you know, pretty guarded with him (laughs) despite the way he sees her, that it's nice to see kind of that really where she does allow herself to be a lot more vulnerable with her mother. And it, 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 it also explains why she's not as vulnerable in a lot of ways too with other people.
0: That's what I was hoping. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the shoemakers—they're made of tough stuff, apparently.
1: Uh, yeah. But uh,
0: <laughs> but yeah, when she when they're together, they can they can cry on each other and so on. Um, yeah, and and that that actress is my my great friend uh, Stephanie Lindsay, who is is not German, and uh, she said, "I can attempt this accent if you like. How about this?" And she just did a few sentences, and I said, "Well, I—that's amazing. How did you do that?"
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, she's got it dialed
0: some some people have that have that gift mm-hmm. and some don't so um,
1: yeah uh, kudos to her kudos to both of them um, your whole cast is fantastic don't sell yourself short either cuz i mean you're highly believable which is what every actor uh ascribes to, <laughs> to.
0: believability is what i
1: want yeah right
0: because I, I think you're exactly right. It doesn't matter how fascinating the story is. If people don't care about those characters, if they don't care about the, the humanity of those people, then there's no point in telling this story. Right. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Do I have questions for you? or Are there things that you want to volunteer? or?
1: Well, uh, I don't know. Do you want my theories? I guess that, oh, that's a... Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's start with... Um, well, I think one of the biggest ones is the voices. mm That's, that's, I mean, so much is kind of like, that's that one of those, the biggest mystery of this whole thing are the voices and (laughs) I'm going to have to be afraid of sounding like a fool here because I'm going to be, you know, guessing, throwing darts at a board here with that. I feel like it's here. Okay. I'm going to be completely honest. I want to go metaphysical because that's kind of where I tend to want to go and in a science fiction story it's almost taboo to try to go metaphysical. Yeah. But this feels like it's in that realm and I'm like if you're hard science you're going to really really you know torque the hard science people with when you if you try to go metaphysical. But if you're dealing with something like relativity where there is where past and future kind of start to blur, I think it really opens a lot of things up. And that whole um, the line is, um, uh, you must, you must stay connected or you must uh, remain connected. Remain, yeah. You must remain connected mm. to me. It doesn't feel like it's addressing specifically Christopher or specifically Sophia. Uh, at this point, the only two, I believe that hear it, I feel like it's this general message to. I think it's a general message. I don't think it's stay connected to Sophia or stay connected to Christopher or stay connected to the memory of the people who, who've since passed on. I think it's a, just stay connected as human beings or as just part of this great giant cosmos that we're, we're part of. So that's, that's, it doesn't, it, it's very, very metaphysical, but I'm just kind of, that's where I am with it. I like it. I
0: like it. But no, I think you're right that they are for because this attempts to be hard sci-fi even though you know there's a lot of fudging of course but yeah if uh, well like i have a friend who who said uh, who told me that her theory is that
1: it's god mm. okay and I, I and can, i said I can see oh, where she you that.
0: that's that's interesting but mm-hmm. right but but i but my in my without saying so to her i my thinking was fa- i know fans of the show who would come after me with pitchforks and torches (laughs) if the answer in episode 50 was it was god
1: right
0: because you you don't do the metaphysical and
1: hard science Mm. i guess (laughs) yeah exactly if you do it you've got to really kind of you gotta the word quantum says (laughs) right yeah (laughs) when you're talking
0: about relativity yeah i
1: yeah so the god particle i mean that's about as far right as far yeah as things. <laughs>
0: that's why we right. say that. Yeah. yeah so well that's fascinating though. what what uh anything else you've got a the theory about or
1: i feel strongly about this one and i'm i'm okay with being wrong with it but i feel mm-hmm. strongly that the reason that um Oh, geez. I wanted to say Roger, but then I'm going to Moonbase Theta out. Um,
0: <laughs> Peter, yeah.
1: Peter, thank you. you know,
0: <laughs> um, but I know why you're thinking Roger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Uh, Peter, my suspicion as to why he's got all those people... Should I say spoiler alert here, or have you got that covered?
0: I've already sounded the spoiler alerts. So okay,
1: all right. Well, then I'll just say, the reason I believe that Peter has stuffed all of these crewmates into the the uh the central um uh the freezing mm-hmm. central freezing chamber uh the core thank you uh into the core it was because the core is this chamber for all these zygotes obviously and he i believe he wants to reinduce our beautifully flawed genetics that the crew carries rather than the ones that are already in there and how else to get it out of them to then to just preserve it within them because granted they die, but in theory their, their sperm and, um, and eggs would freeze and still be viable enough to use at some point in a, in a really macabre way of accessing them. But the man's, the man's lost his mind. So (laughs) that's kind of my theory.
0: (laughs) But but th- there's still some logic to that, so yeah. If he's if he's just nuts, he's um, <clears> yeah,
1: it's true. Because then he'd be like the Joker, chaos for chaos' sake. But yeah. he's got a calculated plan is, there, so not so nuts that he's not using some reasonability. Yeah, just how he's getting there is a little twisted. Crazy like a fox. Crazy like a fox. Yes. Yeah. So that's my theory on t- uh, as to why he has committed these acts.
0: Fascinating fascinating I, I wonder how many people listen to that and say who are going to listen to this and say huh huh <laughs> <laughs> <Or laughs> i hadn't thought say, of it that way but that guy's nuts uh, no. who would do that david <laughs> david 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 they'll say no 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 listen
1: well, i'd love oh, to hear some have other I theories have one of those arguments yeah yeah those are yeah, my those are my two big ones
0: that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I, I love the way you're thinking. Um, if people want to find a Ninth World Journal, or maybe there's another project you want to talk about.
1: Uh, there, there isn't another project yet. Uh, I kind of want to see Ninth World Journal through before I start delving into I have you know things in my head that mm-hmm. I'd like to delve into, but I feel like I need to be loyal to this until it reaches its conclusion, which eventually it will. And I'm just kind of feeling out what that's going to look like. So uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see at least four or five seasons for this. I don't know that I will take it past a fifth season. I have a kind of theory and actually I should ask you about this because you've, you've been exposed to the industry enough. I have a theory that a season it's really challenging to really keep a season alive and engaging past the fifth, sixth, or seventh season
0: hmm.
1: of any series. I could be way off on that, but that's my own feeling. Well,
0: it sure feels like it, doesn't it?
1: It it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, there's a few shows that have managed to pull it off well, but I think mm-hmm. uh, most of them, I think they're kind of reaching when it comes to the seventh season. And if they spring back from it, there's that seventh season dip, that seventh inning stretch, but not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the night season, you're like, you guys, go ahead, don't don't be afraid to hang this up. And yeah. I don't want to get into the jump the shark phase of that. So I think five is kind of a nice. I think if you're doing five, that's a that's a great number to do. I mean, I'll miss the hell out of the show, but um, it's a that's a good number. I mean, when DS nine wrapped up, I was like, well, no, why are you wrapping up? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but you it's- know, I cherish it still.
0: It's funny, I was just thinking about Deep Space Nine because it did, it reached that point where it seemed like they'd done everything they could do and the show was sort of running out of gas. And then they pulled out of that nosedive and went into some of the best episodes of, you know, the whole Trek franchise, those, those last few. It's like,
1: wow. Yes. <laughs> and that's the trick of so, it. If, you, yeah. if you, you almost have to brace for the ride that if you're going to take a bit of a dip, if you want to mm-hmm. stretch out your show, not you, you generally. Yeah. You know, if if a uh, if a creator wants to stretch uh, their piece out into those later episodes, because they know it's it, you have to kind of to really tell that story, you really have to go that far into the seasons. You kind of have to brace yourself that there's gonna there might be a little bit of a dip, and uh, if you if if you've got a good enough story, you're I mean I stayed loyal to Deep Space Nine yeah. uh, all the way through it, and I I could feel a little bit of that dip, and there's other series that have done that. But I say loyal, and that's the trick of it. And knowing that it's kind of like writing out a, you know, uh, when you have low crop yields kind of thing. Oh Yeah, you have to get through the dry spell or whatever. Right, yeah. exactly. Right. So, yeah, it's one of those things, I think. Well, I,
0: I, yeah, I know you don't want to, you know, one day hear people saying, you remember that, 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 those, those episodes where January was <laughs> doing this. <stack." laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I like that
1: you. show up I- to that point where I, uh, I'm staying braced. I'm staying braced to hear that one. You know, that wasn't my favorite. I'm like, okay, it's coming. It's coming. It's the, you know, it's the neurotic writer creator kind of thing. Yes. Well,
0: for people who want to hear, um, ninth world journal, how do they do it?
1: They can do it several ways. You can just subscribe, uh, through any of your podcasters, podcatchers. If you just type in a ninth world journal. It'll, it'll come up on a search or you can, uh, you can search through iTunes. You can search through pocket casts or Google, Google podcasts, Google play music, whatever it is now. You can actually also listen to the episodes on the website itself, which is ninth dot com because I have them all posted there.
0: And it's not with the, a, the website is begins with the letter N right. Ninth world right. journal.
1: Exactly. In fact, the the title is the only place where the A is. But in any any links or social media or any addresses, it's just Ninth World Journal. Mm. The Twitter I use the number nine because their length thing. But uh, the yes. rest of it, it's spelled out.
0: You were so much smarter about this than I was. I, I chose one of the most common words <laughs> in the, in the oh, English language. I mean, right? it's Googling for relativity. It's just, it's hopeless. Oh my and, yeah. and they, there's even other podcasts you know science podcasts called relativity It's like well what exactly was I thinking what if anything <laughs> was I thinking ninth world journal that's a that's a lot more specific that's a lot more precise and that will
1: yeah yeah once you put the three of them together then mm-hmm. they, they kind of lead you down where they where they need to
0: well I'm going to encourage everybody who's listened to this to do exactly that to get in there and search for ninth world journal in in that order and you get to hear this magnificent voice of david's that i i love so much and um telling an intriguing story an intrigue and i i don't i don't know where it's going
1: well i'll I- just drop a uh, there's going to be a slight shift in just kind of the the way the story is being told in season two and then season three we'll see what we're going to do but so you might kind of have to brace for just some slight slight differences but hmm. Hopefully this story will still hold up.
0: It's like when um TV series from when I was a kid, we, we had a season that was in black and white, and then you come back and the next season is in color.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Gilligan's Island and Beware. For example, and, yeah. Uh, we went through one day at work and kind to figure out what all, which all those shows were. And yeah. It, Lost <laughs> in
0: space. Yeah. Lost
1: in space, yeah. God world yeah okay. i know we're dating ourselves
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so on that note i'll let you go and uh,
1: <laughs> you're assuming it's my bedtime that's right i was gonna say it's later <laughs> it's, where i am so yeah 6 30 <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah i'm on the other side of the continent and it is my bedtime so anyway boy it's been fantastic talking with you david i appreciate you. oh yeah it's been so a joy this is
1: this is a fun conversation thanks for having me on